We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Well, just as we were getting used to those lime-colored bikes around the metro area, now we have electric scooters to deal with. Dozens of these lime scooters and their rival Blackbird counterparts have suddenly appeared, just like the ride-share bikes that are available for rent for short periods of time. Not everybody's happy about these things zipping in and around traffic and pedestrians. Joining me in studio to talk about pluses and minuses is Daniel Hill of the Riverfront, Riverfront Times. He's taken it upon himself to take a very close look at these two wheeled devices. Daniel, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. What is it? People just don't want to walk anymore? Uh, well, you know, I think these scooters are clearly the future of walking. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> they sure popped up in, in, in a hurry here in St. Louis, and now you see them almost everywhere. The bird ones came first, maybe uh, two two and a half weeks ago, something mm. like that. They just popped up just for a second, but they hadn't. Bird hadn't um, even like applied for the proper permits at that time. They just kind of dumped them all over the city. Um, Lime, as you know from the bikes, already like kind of had a foothold. So uh, once uh, once scooters were um, included in the laws that allowed the bikes, the rideshare bikes, to be all over the place. Lime was able to kind of get the jump on it. They made them pull all the bird ones off of off of uh, the streets, and they just dropped those back off um, this past weekend on Friday. You didn't waste any time uh, doing some experimenting on all of this yourself. Tell us about what your experience has been. Um, well, I had heard about them. You know, I had read about them in other cities and uh, how they're just kind of the bane of, of people's existence in some of these other cities. And there's even uh, there's an Instagram account that's pretty popular that's called uh, birdgraveyard.com, and it's just video after video of people like throwing them off of parking garages and into the sea and lighting them on fire and things like that. And um, so I was I was interested what all the fuss was about. And uh, I, I spent on that first day, I think I rode, well, the first weekend that the Lime ones were in town. So this would have been two weekends ago when they came. I, uh, I rode eight of them. <laughs> I, uh, I just kind of hopped on one and took it as far as it would go until it ran out of juice. And then I had to... Um, I found a lime bike and I rode that until I found another scooter and it was it was a it was a whole ride share day. How long did it take for that uh, one to run out of juice? So I got maybe an hour and a half of like straight riding on it before it died. I was able to go from uh, from the Del Mar Loop through um, Forest Park to uh, to the Central West End is where I was coming up on another scooter, but uh, someone else got to it right when I got there and, and then I had to figure something out. What was that experience like for you, just traveling around that way? It's m moderately terrifying. Um, Lime wants you, Lime and Bird both want you to uh, to stay off of the sidewalks. They want you to ride in the road. And so, I don't know. Don, have you ever ridden a Razor scooter? No. Okay. So it's uh, <laughs> a Razor scooter that's just like a tiny little thing that's for kids. It's, it's mostly for like, you know, 12 and 14 year olds and stuff like that. And this really just feels like an oversized Razor scooter with a with an electric engine on it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, cars are whipping by you. And, and kind of the thing is, like, everyone in the cars is kind of mad at you because you're taking up the road. And then if you get in the bike lane, everyone in the bikes is kind of mad at you because you're, you're taking up the bike lane. And I even had a pedestrian when I was in um, the loop yell at me from across the street, boo. And I looked over, and he was looking me straight in the eye, and he said it again, and he said, boo. 
<laughs> and so I don't know why they make everyone so mad. Well, well, neither do I, except the streets are getting kind of crowded, and they're going to, bikes are difficult to see, motorcycles are difficult to see, and these things are even smaller than that. Sure, and at least the, the lime ones are at least like bright green. The bird ones are, are black and small. And Now, granted, they have, a, they have lights on them. They have a light in the front and a light in the back, but um, still, I kind of share your concern there, yes. Yeah. Do they have horns? <laughs> they got little bells. Um, <laughs> although the, the, the ones on the bird ones aren't super effective, um, from what I could find. And the ones on the, uh, the lime ones, when I, when I came back to ride one, like a couple days after they had first hit town, every one that I found already had the bell broken off of it and stuff like that. So, and, and every time a bell rings, another angel has gotten its star or something uh, like that. Another right? somebody on a scooter got ran off the road by somebody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, one of our producers, Evie Hemphill, uh, like you, was curious about uh, how these things were going to work, and she she's a pretty much of an outdoors person. So she uh, she went out and, uh, and and did some experimenting herself last weekend. Uh, she took a couple of test drives. I did. I wasn't expecting to, but I was downtown on Washington Ave, and I saw a cluster of the bird ones, the black I, ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I decided to just go ahead and download the app and try it out. And how was it? It was both really fun, more fun than I expected, and mildly terrifying. You're only going, I think, maybe 15 miles per hour, but it it feels faster when you're standing like that with these little handlebars. And you're downtown traffic, too. <laughs> right. It was a Sunday morning, so I, I made sure I wasn't... Um, you know, going out in a really busy time or area. But, yeah, you are supposed to ride on the street. Did you have a helmet? The first time I didn't, and I'm a huge helmet advocate, actually, I, I, but I just felt like this might be the only time I see them. The second time when I tried out the Lime, I definitely had my helmet with me. Was one better <laughs> than the other? I would say the Lime felt even more fun because it seemed a little faster. Yeah, but I, I felt more in control with the bird and, and a little more my speed. <laughs> when, you, when you talk about having fun, just elaborate on that. What, what, what kind of fun are we talking about? <laughs> you hit this tiny little button, and it's this acceleration, and it feels a little bit out of control. It, 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 I love riding bikes, too, um, but you're, you're just all you're doing is pressing your thumb down and feeling like you're flying along. So is this something you would just do for fun, or <laughs> how would you use it otherwise? You know, the one that I parked near my place the other night was still there late at night when I went to bed, and I thought, if that's still there in the morning, I might take that to work tomorrow, you know, 15-minute ride on a scooter or so rather than my bike. Um, but in general, I I think I would see it as a fun thing where you spot them and, and want to just go for a quick quick spin. Now, I've heard you describe yourself as a bike nerd. Uh, would you now describe yourself also as a scooter nerd? <laughs> I might get there. I, I, I hope that I continue to see them in the areas I, I go around because, yeah. That's Evie Hemphill, one of our St. Louis on the Air producers, talking about her experiences on the uh, new scooters we're seeing around town. Daniel Hiller of Riverfront Times is with us in studio, and uh, he has had similar kinds of experiences. Did you hear anything from Evie that you would agree with or, dis- or disagree with? I, uh, I definitely think the Lime ones are faster, and they, they have a little, uh, um, a little speedometer on them, too, so that kind of bears out. I managed to push one of those up to uh, 29.3 miles an hour with the assistance of a large hill. And it felt like I was going to die. <laughs> were, you, were you wearing a helmet? I was not wearing a helmet. 
Well, that's uh, that's going at a speed in which you could do yourself some damage if you had a fall. I certainly would have ended up doing my, and it's funny too because I ride I ride uh, mopeds pretty often, and I wear like a full face helmet with those things, mm-hmm. and I I just kind of grab one of these things on a whim. I don't have a bicycle helmet. I wasn't going to ride around with a motorcycle one. That seemed a little mm-hmm. far. It's probably very dangerous, and I know that they do not. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, St. Louis even has laws on the books that you're supposed to wear a helmet if you um, ride one of these electric scooters, but. We'll see how that's uh, is, is uh, monitored by our, our police department. I can't. I, I just I just figure they probably have better things to do. Yeah, we. Uh, I'd like to get some comment from our listening audience to all of this if they've had experience with these scooters. So uh, give us a call if you'd like to learn more about them from our uh, local expert now Daniel Hill of the Riverfront Times. Three eight two eight two five five is our number. That's three eight two talk. Send us an email to talk at stlpublicradio.org, or if you would prefer to send a tweet, do so at STL on air. Daniel, uh, among the things that you've written, uh, and, and this gets back to the, the danger aspect of it, um, we are starting to see some trolley tracks reappear in uh, the St. Louis area. And uh, there is a problem here. Why don't you explain what that is? Uh, well, okay. So um, the, the trolley tracks, a, a two-wheeled vehicle, um, a bicycle, a moped, a scooter, um, will have trouble with the, tro- with the trolley tracks, the little gap that is created in the road from the fact that they're installed in the road. Um, if you're if your tire on any of those vehicles kind of pulls into it, it's enough to throw you completely off balance. Um, and so one of the first things I did, because I've, I've I had my own experience where I got hurt um, while I was riding uh, on a, a moped on the tracks um, a couple years back. Uh, so I was interested um, when the scooters came to town, like how these are how the tracks are going to run you know, into those in a way that might end up with people getting hurt. So I took them down. I, I took one of the scooters down to the... Uh, to the Delmar Loop, and I was actually able to just wedge it in the the gap that was created in the track. It stood on its own without a uh, kickstand. Um, that's enough as such that uh, if somebody's riding one of those things in the street, as you're instructed to do, and just pops into the track just wrong, it's gonna it's gonna just grab the wheels and grab the bike, and they're gonna go toppling end over end. There's a picture of that in the Riverfront Times of that uh, particular bike. Is there not? I did. I had to wait until there wasn't traffic coming so that I could <laughs> wedge a scooter into the ground. But yeah, I took uh, took a picture from multiple angles because I just thought it was. Just kind of absurd. I want to go back to that Instagram account for just a moment. I've I've looked at it, and what you've described is very accurate, obviously. But what's going on with people? I mean, do they hate them that much? Do you have any sense of why they're destroying these things? Well, I get the sense that there's probably plenty of pedestrians that have uh, been run into by somebody carelessly riding a scooter on the sidewalk, and there's probably plenty of uh, of bicyclists that have you know, been annoyed by somebody being in their lane when they're going and plenty of motorists. And I even, I accidentally uh, uh, enraged our local uh, skateboarding community by taking one of these scooters down to uh, to the skate park on the first day that we had it and uh, riding it around up there. And once our article went live mm-hmm. and there was photos of that, skateboarders really strongly dislike scooters. They always have. Uh, it's a, it's just a, it's an ongoing thing. So um, it just seems like, I don't know, they, they bring the ire up in anybody. Yeah. Uh, we talking about, again, relating to the safety issue, we had uh, uh, Bill, one of our listeners, uh, he lives downtown, works at Barnes Hospital, wrote uh, to tell us that he's ridden both the uh, the bird and the line bike. I love the concept in the rise. I think the bird is inherently safer with larger diameter inflated wheels. The smaller the diameter, the more likely the wheel will get stopped in a hole or a softer terrain. I rode through both sandy areas at Keener Plaza, and the bird was unaffected while the lime dug in and slowed suddenly. Do you have a preference of the two? 
Uh, I prefer the Lime just because it's bigger and it feels more solid and it's a little quicker. But I will say, to Bill's point, um, when I took it off-roading at one point in time, I did not spot the hole in the ground, and I did go flying over my handlebars. So uh, he, he might be onto something there. I wonder if these things are going to last. I mean, you've got angry people and you've got uh, dangerous potential. So there's been some uh, some cities that have banned them outright, um, usually once there's enough like injuries and stuff like that where it's like it's sort of a public menace and there's enough complaints from people like that live in the town. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. It's unclear. The, the, the line bikes are still here. So, yeah, well, that's a little bit different. A little sure. bit. People are more used to the bikes. Uh, how would you use a scooter? Uh, on a day-to-day basis, or, or would you or just do it for fun or for a story? Well, I think I'd, ideally what they're for is like for um, areas that there would be a lot of walking, um, just walkable areas, and you could just hop on one and scoot if you need to get to where Parks, you need to go. that sort of thing? Sure, yeah. Um, well, that's what I was going to say is I think the most fun thing that you can do with them is if you, you get your hands on one or two and you bring a friend and, and uh, you go to like um, – bike lanes around town, bike paths around town mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, in Forest Park, just ripping around those uh, those bike paths is, is pretty fun. And um, I wouldn't have done it otherwise because I'm a big, fat, out-of-shape guy that doesn't ride bikes. <laughs> so well, I'm not sure the bikers would be all that keen on the competition. They, I don't think they love it. But what I did notice is when I'm riding around on those bike trails, I'm having a great time, whereas everybody that I see exercising is at least moderately unhappy looking in their face, you know? Yeah, that's I don't because they're exercising, of course, mm-hmm, of course. Exactly. You know, apparently this has uh, generated something of an entrepreneurial spirit uh, as well. We had a voicemail this morning from Kevin, a listener in the Southampton neighborhood. He's currently working as a charger for bird and a juicer for lime, which means he's charging the mm-hmm. batteries. He's out on the streets daily picking up scooters with low batteries, charging them, and returning them to the streets. And here's what he had to say. Over the past few days since the launch, I have been all around the city collecting scooters and talking with the riders and other interested persons. There's been a lot of excitement about the availability of these scooters and also a lot of questions about how the service works and what the rules of the road are. I've seen some very reckless riding and I've also seen some very cautious riding, but everyone I've seen has been absolutely enjoying being on those scooters. All right. That is Bill, one of our listeners, and uh, he's maybe making a buck or two <laughs> sure, out indeed. of all this. A- and good for him. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how this all works. What does it cost to uh, to rent one of these things? It's um, it's a dollar to unlock, and this is for both Lime and for Bird. They have the same price structure. It's a dollar to unlock the bike, and then it's 15 cents per minute after that. Mm-hmm. So it comes out to like nine, ten bucks um, for that first hour. Right. And, and how do you go about doing all of this? Of course, the new technology plays a part, I'm sure. Yeah, you got to use your, your phone. Um, you end up taking a picture of your driver's license because you have to have a driver. You have to be at least 18-year-old, and you have to be a licensed driver to be able to ride them. And um, input your uh, financial information into your phone and stuff like that. And the, they got a little QR code on them that you scan the QR code, and it unlocks the bike. And it makes, mm-hmm. it makes a little song when it unlocks. And um, if you try to uh, – so the Lime ones, if you try to move those without um, unlocking them, they actually – a uh, robotic female voice starts screaming out of the bike's frame that um, she's going to call the police. Uh, <laughs> so um, you, you don't, you don't want to move I, – I, I'm, again, I'm not convinced that, uh, that the police are interested in investigating people moving Lime scooters from here to there. But uh, it's, a, it's a, probably enough of a deterrent. Hmm. I, I misidentified the uh, the – clip we had a moment ago on the charger and the juicer. That was Kevin, not Bill. I think I called him Bill. Ah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I do like the juicer thing because that's yeah. sticking with a theme because theirs are lime bikes, so yeah. they have juicers. they got a whole citrus fruit theme. Could could anybody just, uh, once you've gone through this process of, of uh, activating the, the scooter, uh, can anybody just basically hop on? I mean, would you recommend that someone who didn't have, you know, some experience on this kind of thing do it? Well, um, I would recommend that you at least be somebody who has, like, good balance, you know, because because uh, it's easy to fall. It's They don't they, – they, they they feel like you could fall pretty easily. I guess is the easy is the best way to put it. Um, if you can ride a bicycle, though, I'd say you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah, and I guess older people probably ought to stay away from them. They probably would anyway. Well, I don't think they should, just because I'm all for older people ripping around on electric scooters all throughout my city. All righty, there you go. <laughs> well, that's likely to happen. Where, where, how are these things distributed around the city? Um, so, okay, so some of the people that are chargers and juicers, what they'll end up doing is they go running around once the batteries are low enough and they pick them up. I've talked to, um, I've talked to two different sets of chargers from, uh, from Bird, and then I had um, somebody in a van come by my house from, uh, from Lime. And uh, the, the chargers and the juicers just pick them up, and they take them back to their house and um, charge them back up, and then they drop them off the next morning um, in, like, designated areas that the company decides that they need to go to. So Bird apparently are still dropping all theirs off downtown right now. I think Lime has a few different drop-off points. You can find them in the Central West End. You can find them uh, um, downtown, too, like down by the Arch mostly. Um, and then they also have, like, when it's not the juicers doing it, they have people that go around in, like, actual, like, trucks that are employees of Lime and Bird that scoop up as many of them as they can. So they have a GPS component uh, as well. Yeah, every – that's actually the how you find them. You you pull up the Lime or Bird app, and it's got a map on there that shows the location of a whole bunch of different ones. And you can go to them and unlock them then. Well, after all of this, and we only have about a minute left, after all of this, what is your overall early impression about this whole thing? Um, I think they're fun. I think they're uh, reckless in execution and in um, just the, the way they ride and everything. There's just something kind of like nuts about all of it. Um, I, I think probably a lot of people are going to end up getting hurt, um, but I, I think they'll probably have had a really good time before that happens anyway. Do you think the companies have any liability if people do get hurt? I am not sure how that goes. You know, they got they got all their terms of service agreements and all their wear a helmet and stay on the sidewalks, their sidewalk stuff um, before you even can unlock the bike. So they, I, I assume they covered their themselves quite well. I think so. Well, Daniel Hill of the Riverfront Times, thanks for being with us and telling us about your experience with these scooters. Uh, sounds like fun up to a point to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs are available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.